0: I was tempted today to lay out crayons and some little coloring cards in your pews because this morning and today Sunday is Good Shepherd Sunday and we could add our crayon masterpieces, Jesus the shepherd, us the sheep, to the great oeuvre of Sunday school crafts that are being made by kids throughout the Anglican Communion today. For Jesus' first century followers, an image of a shepherd was an accessible image. On a practical level, being a shepherd was as familiar a profession as being a lawyer or a doctor. It was not uncommon then to describe earthly or divine leaders as shepherds. And look at the Hebrew scriptures, Moses, David, shepherds. The patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and more, shepherds. And the great Psalm 23, which we just sang, the Lord is my shepherd, God our shepherd, leading us beside still waters, reviving our souls, guiding us along right pathways, helping us to fear no evil, spreading a table before us, anointing us, this abundance, goodness, mercy, and above all, love. Now, this is who Jesus is declaring he is. I am the good shepherd. Now, his followers may have found this strange and maybe even startling because they knew God as the shepherd, Psalm 23. And here Jesus is declaring unity with God. I am the good shepherd. All that good stuff in Psalm 23, that's me. I can't even imagine what it would be like at that time to have your idea of God, God ineffable, bigger than us and out there somewhere, suddenly be upended by a person You can touch and hear and see. A person essentially saying, God and I, we're one. And that's what Jesus declares in the gospel we just heard. Full and complete intimacy with God. In his words, my father knows me and I know the father. And even more mind-blowing is the declaration that Jesus knows us in the same way he knows God. I know my own, and my own know me. Jesus declaring full knowledge of us, our innermost beings, full responsibility for us, just as a shepherd has for her flock. And just as a shepherd will risk all for the sheep, so will Jesus risk everything, including his life, for the sake of his flock, for the sake of us. Jesus knows us so well and loves us so much that when the wolves appear and threats emerge and evil is present, he is there to protect us. And Jesus' knowledge and love for us, he declares, is not only For those of us in the fold it's for in his words the other sheep as well who do not belong to the fold so jesus's dominion is over all to bring all into the fold into his loving care there are no boundaries to god's love now this idea of jesus as the shepherd clicked very quickly with the early church The earliest known Christian imagery understood to depict Jesus are images of him as a shepherd. Before the halos, before the long hair beaded Jesus, the face we all associate from centuries of art, that kind of that image got codified around the fifth or sixth century. Despite the fact there are no physical descriptions of him in scripture, before all that convergence were these early depictions, especially in the catacombs in Rome, of a man with a lamb draped over his shoulders. Jesus, recognizable as a shepherd, not only with the lamb, but usually with an arm stretched out. And in one of the earliest images, carrying a pail of water, carrying nourishment, Jesus' love and care for us, those of us enfolded by him, and those beyond, and nourishing us. It's a powerful image. And the remarkable thing is in the gospel, Jesus also proclaims that we too know him. I know my own, and my own know me, just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father talking about a relationship here. And I can't help think of a Vulcan mind meld for those of you and us who have ever had Star Trek or spot in your orbit. This concept of Jesus reaching into our minds, touching us with full knowingness of the good, the bad, the ugly. And when we bring it back to the gospel, This is a knowing us that's wrapped up in unconditional, unending, and fully sacrificial love. I am one with God, says Jesus. I know you. I will do anything for you. And you actually know me. Hmm. We know Jesus. So many of us have struggled with that and still struggle with that. How can I know Jesus if I have so many questions? How can I know Jesus if I don't feel him? Now, some of us are already rooted comfortably in the flock, yet some of us sense we are beyond the fold. or Maybe we have a toe in and are we really welcome? Yet Jesus declares the sheep, Will know my voice. There's a clue here. Coming to Christ involves listening. Following Christ involves listening with our ears, with our hearts, and with our minds. His arms are outstretched with nourishment. And I'd say if you're sitting here this morning, or perhaps if you're listening to this sermon online, If you are full of questions about Jesus and you're here, I'd say you've already heard Jesus' voice. If you question whether you belong or fully belong and you're here and you're listening, you've already heard a form of Jesus' voice. Something is drawing you closer. And I'd say that's Jesus' love calling. And we do and we will listen to that voice. Now, I don't know about you, but the part about Jesus being my shepherd that I have trouble with is that it makes me a sheep. And as a product of the 20th, 21st century, being a sheep isn't really that great a thing. (laughs) Sheep are stupid. Sheep are part of herds, perhaps dangerous herds, people with herd, sheep with herd mentality. And even images of sheep that many of us grew up with are problematic, like counting sheep to go to sleep. Okay, sheep are boring. Sheep are mindless, and sheep are made fun of. I've even tried counting sheep, and it's never worked. Not because I'm oh so immersed in priesthood that I get distracted by theological implications of the sheep. I rather get distracted by all the goofy cartoon images I've seen (laughs) over the years of these fluffy little sheep going over stiles. These herds of sheep contrast with how our modern culture prizes individuality. Individual achievement, striking out on our own. The gift of being in a community, being part of a flock, of a sheep, among sheep, or being led by someone other than ourselves that's devalued. Communal achievements are erased in favor of creating individual heroes and individual narratives that focus only on larger and li- their larger-than-life creations. Take how we write about and hear about filmmakers, the auteur who brought her vision to life, as if there were not an entire crew of creative people collaborating on a vision. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, tech titans with allegedly singular visions, as if there were no antecedents in technology to what they did, as if there were no creative engineers, marketers, and more, collaborating, building, fleshing out these visions. We devalue, flock, and uphold individuality to the point that the little cough drop I had before the service has a motto on it, two mottos. It's yours for the taking. Conquer today. We're in a culture where it's all about us. And we devalue the flock, the wisdom of the flock, the wisdom of the leader. We devalue trusting. And we even do it spiritually. Spiritual, not religious? Hmm. I'm going to create my own spiritual, let's say, religion. I'm going to pick and choose what fits me. Now, I say this with tremendous compassion as someone who spent close to a decade before, way before ordination as a spiritual, not religious person. But in a way, taking that on as an individual, as me, is putting my self-confidence, my reliance, up on a pedestal like an idol. I know better than 6,000 years of spiritual, religious history. I know better than 6,000 years of revelation in scripture, thousands and thousands of years of history in any of the major religions. I know better than all these witnesses to how God works in the world. So, what a radically countercultural thing it is to crack open our self reliance and become part of a community a community of seekers yearning to hear Jesus' voice, yearning to follow that voice, a community without boundaries, welcoming all into the fold, and a community that's willing to trust. Jesus, we are known and loved by God at a depth that is beyond what I think is even conceivable. I know my own and my own know me, just as a father knows me and I know my father. And for first century Christians who don't have the layers of understanding of sheep that we do, The best image for that love, that embodiment of all-encompassing love, trustworthiness, and complete oneness with us is Jesus the Good Shepherd. I don't know what it would look like for us if we were to pick up a crayon and come up with an image as powerful as Jesus the Good Shepherd, us as sheep of the fold today. What would it look like to relax into that love, to relax into that trust that I don't have to know everything, to relax into scripture and see it as a key to the revelation of God's love? What would it look like to trust Jesus like a sheep, to listen to Jesus' voice? to live into Jesus' love as a community, as a flock. So yes, let's go forth as sheep with the Lord as our shepherd and we shall not be in want. Amen.